When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Here's what's cooking on an all new Sports Stove Local Hour. We are talking lots of football. We got offensive coordinator Andy Richmond back on the show. Safety Joe Sales joins us as well. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, sets it a pocket, throws open receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. Located right across the street from EKU's campus, Mad Mushroom has been serving Colonel since 2016, and they're well known as the home of the original cheese sticks, which reminds me, Wednesday, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, September the 7th, if you bring in a canned item between 3 and 7, they're giving away free cheese sticks. Uh, so there you go. Make sure you take care of that. They're taking care of the community, and uh, you need to make sure you go and visit them. When I visit Mad Mushroom, I like to go inside, have a seat. Uh, in the booth, and I uh, get a pizza and a cheese sticks and some and a soda, and they now serve adult beverages as well. So when you're in town, because you know you're coming, I mean, we are one and a half weeks away, 10 days, 13 days away, then 10, let's see, whatever, I don't know. We're a few days away from the first home game of the season, and surely you're going to come by Mad Mushroom for the tailgate show anyhow, but make sure you stop in. And when you stop into Mad Mushroom, let them know the sports stove sent you. You get $5 off any purchase of $20 or more. Or you can order online, madmushroom.com, and use the code SPORTS5 and get that same discount, $5 off any purchase of $20 or more. Mad Mushroom, 
Feed your head. And we continue to feed your EKU fix each week here on the Sports Stove Local Hour. And today is no different. Uh, Game one is in the books for Eastern Kentucky as they travel to Eastern Michigan, falling just short, 42 to 34. They went in as a 12 and a half point underdog and uh, could not get the win, but they hung right with them the entire time. Uh, trailing by a touchdown or two at times, but always catching back up to within a score. And at the end of the day, still falling short, but uh, I believe still, generally speaking, it's a successful week and a successful trip to Eastern Michigan, especially when you go to the fact that Gary McPeak is the head coach, uh, acting head coach in this game. You lose your head coach the week of the game. Um, that's, that's, that's not easy to overcome. And I think the Colonels did a great job. The offense was electric. And we'll talk with Andy Richmond about that here in just a moment. Parker McKinney goes 35 of 51, 351 yards, three touchdowns and an interception. He also ran the ball seven times, 49 yards, and one touchdown there as well. Uh, We'll talk with Coach Richmond about the run game. Braden Sloan led in touches, 13 carries, 49 yards. Keandre McGlure, eight carries, 43 yards. Receiving was the story, 35 receptions. Uh, seven players received uh, three or more catches. Dak Allen led the way, nine carries, 118 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Jaron Mitchell, four for 62. Jaden Smith, five for 48, and a touchdown. McCoy had four for 37. Mo Edwards, four for 33. Braden Sloan, four for 20. And Jaden Higgins, three for 16. Keandre McClure caught one for 13. And Kiki McFadden, one for four as well. Defensively, uh, a big sack by John Blunt Jr. Uh, he had seven total tackles, led the team. Uh, Nick Cheely had seven tackles, five of those solos as well. Sacks coming by John Blunt Jr., Eli Hairston, and TK McClendon as well. Um, and again, I think generally speaking, a solid performance. Would you, would you like to have held them for less than 42 scores, 42 points? Well, yeah, uh, you would. But their quarterback throws for 271 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Um, and, uh, they had two rushing touchdowns from, uh, their running back, Samson Evans. He goes 15 carries, 89 yards and the two touchdowns, uh, there as well. I did mention the interception. It was, uh, Hayes got the pick, uh, there, Josh Hayes for Eastern Kentucky. So, uh, plenty of, plenty of positives in this game. Even with the loss, there's still plenty of things going on, uh, that were good, uh, there as well. And we're going to talk to Coach Richmond and to Joseph Sales about the good, the bad, and the ugly, I guess, uh, throughout this week and what's ahead with Bowling Green as well. Each week when we come to this episode, we're going to have for you the call of the week presented by All Around Roofing Kentucky. Uh, if you'd have needs for your exterior, that's who you need to call All Around Roofing, and this week's call of the week is pre- is, is given to us by the Eastern Michigan uh, announcers talking about uh, Parker McKinney with a little scamper. Let's look at our call. Listen to our call of the week. Vaughn into the windup in his first offering. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner in this. And the Colonels are going to have to mix it up on offense. And here's a quarterback keep, and he gets the edge inside the 10. Touchdown, Colonels. Parker McKinney, we told you he was as dangerous on his feet as he was with his arm. There you go, the Parker McKinney call. 
And thanks to Bob Euchre for leading us into that call of the week as well. I'm a Brewers fan and love Bob Euchre. So I threw, threw that audio in there as well. But uh, there you go, Parker McKinney with a little skimper and getting the touchdown uh, there on his run. A few impressive touchdowns as well. No doubt about it. A lot of excitement around the campus. Thursday is coming a huge announcement. According to the university, uh, they're going to be meeting at Roy Kidd Stadium. And uh, let's see here. I'll pull it up real quick for you to give the exact wording that they said. Uh, it's a historic corporate partnership. Uh, and they'll have a press conference Thursday, September the 8th at 10 a.m. This is stadium rights, uh, naming rights for the stadium. And uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of thoughts about what it could be, who it could be, all that kind of stuff. But uh, with the renovations coming to the alumni uh, and McBrayer, and and then of course the football field, there's there's talks about upgrades there, and uh, the money that's needed, and all that kind of stuff. The naming rights make a lot of sense. Uh, so that that announcement should come Thursday morning, which is after we post this. Uh, this uh, uh, podcast episode. So we'll have to hold off uh, on giving you all that information until next week. We'll talk about it uh, and uh, it should be a fun conversation to have as well. Of course, we'll be covering on social media. So follow us on Twitter at Sports Stove and uh, we'll be talking about that there as well. All right, let's get you to our first interview of the day. It is offensive coordinator Andy Richman. Took some time uh, to chat with us. We sure appreciate him taking the time to do so. So we're going to get you that interview with Coach Andy Richman right now. We are joined now, and for the second time, the orchestrator of the offense that put up 34 points uh, in the season opener against Eastern Michigan, the offensive coordinator Andy Richman. Thanks for being with us. We sure appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate being on. Good is it good to be back in Kentucky? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 good to be back. So and and uh, you know, getting getting ready, to, like you said, getting ready for the next one now. Yeah. Now I know it didn't didn't end the way that you guys were hoping it would end up there at Eastern Michigan. Um, you guys, you probably don't care. You guys did cover, uh, which I, I don't assume college college teams really pay much attention to that. No. Uh, but what it is is a sign. I don't gamble, but I look at the the point spreads to kind of see a sign of what the public's look at. Uh, the expectation, I guess, is for the team. So it shows uh, um, an exceeded expectation, at least from the outside world looking in and the offense uh coach was was once it got going especially uh it, it did its job for the most part uh were you overall pleased with the situation on offense yeah yeah I was I mean obviously um you know the thing I was displeased a little bit was some of the some of the mistakes we made you know it's first game and you know you do expect some um you know but I think uh, kind of going into third year and with a couple of these guys, you know, that we have that are, are a little bit older going into their third year, you know, you kind of, kind of hope that we can, you know, really keep it at a low level. I thought we had a little bit too many, um, you know, than I, I expected for the, for the first game. And, and it was really, you know, to be honest, it's really what kind of came back to, to haunt us a little bit there. So, um, you know, stat wise, you look at, I mean, all the way through the game from what I had heard, um, you know, everybody telling me afterwards and, and seeing the quarterly stats and then the whole thing. I mean, stat wise, I mean, it, it if you just looked at that, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't have guessed that, that was the score. I probably would have thought it was flip. But, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, I, I just think some of the, the bigger mistakes um, just kind of came back and got us. Yeah. So I was calling a high school football game. Uh, so I don't I don't love Friday night college games for that reason. <laughs> but, uh, so I was trying to listen on the radio as best as I could or through the tune in app. Uh, Stottlemyre giving us the breakdown. But uh, so I didn't wasn't able to catch it all because I was doing double duty on Friday night. 
But, uh, you know, you look at it, of course, Dak had a huge game, nine catches, 118 yards, two touchdowns. He's a leader on this team. He's a captain. Uh, He's been around a while. And uh, he really stepped up. And I don't know, you know, individual goals for him. He's he's on the watch list for the Senior Bowl this year. And there's a good opportunity for the next level for him as well. So when you look at him and leadership and things like that in the offense, um, you know, how how happy, how excited were you with what Dak did and showed in that game? Oh, no, I mean, it, it was awesome. I mean, you know, him to be able to go in the first game and do that. And, you know, and we, and, and we talked to some of their coaches on the other side afterwards, and I think what, you know, really makes you happy about it is that they they knew who number 13 was. They they uh, thought they had a plan to go in there and stop them, and, and they uh, they really didn't. So, you know, I, I think that's, a um, you know, a, a something to say to him. You know, he's worked hard. Um, this offseason with, you know, working with matchups and his releases and that kind of stuff, knowing that he's going to get that extra attention and, and, and do all that and work through it. And, and to see it pay off here in the first game, you know, that, that's, that was really awesome. Yeah, especially if they said that they had planned for it. That's, that's awesome. That's a wonderful thing uh, to see. You guys had six guys with four or more catches. So the ball got spread around pretty good. Of course, Parker had a pretty good game as well. 351 yards, 68% completion, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh, and he was only sacked one time too. So uh, again, I, what I was able to listen to live was on the radio. So I can't see the pressure and stuff like that. Were you guys able to protect him as well as you wanted to? Yeah, I, I, for the most part, we were able to, uh, you know, we got to, we got to clean up a little bit this week. I, I, I do think we got uh, pushed in a couple of times and and he had to move around a little bit more than we'd like him to, but but really, honestly, as a whole, they, they did a good job up front and was able to keep them off. I mean, obviously, with the one sack and really the one sack, we had a, the coverage kind of held it for a little bit. And we kind of moved around and, and, you know, got hit. And that happens sometimes, you know. So I, I was pretty pleased with them overall for the first game. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread Packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. Parker runs the ball for 49 yards, uh, technically the leading rusher uh, over the average and everything as well. Gets the touchdown there too. He continues just to show what he has and what he brings to this team as the quarterback. And obviously that position, it gets talked about all the time, but it's for good reason. It's an important position on a football team. And uh, Parker seems to, to come in ready to go and, and is meeting those expectations here early on. No, no, no question. I mean, they always, they always talk about, you'll, you probably hear it all the time. You've got to have a trigger man and you know, he's, he's the, he's the trigger man for us and he does it in a lot of different ways and um, you know, gets us in the right spot, you know, uh, uh, extends plays, uh, you know, makes, makes the right play, you know, and, and, and what a lot of teams I think don't, don't really realize is I guess watching film, you can't really tell, but I mean, he is faster and shiftier than you think, you know, and, and you, you talk about that touchdown there. I mean, that, you could tell they had no clue. They thought he could move like that and, and that fast. So, um, you know, that's uh, hopefully it stays deceptive so we can keep we can keep getting some of those. Yeah. <laughs> deceptive is always the word they use to describe yeah. it. Um, but let's talk your running game a little bit. Last year, there was a little bit of a battle with consistency in the run game. Yeah. Uh, here in game one. And again, uh, you got Br- Braden Sloan, 13 touches. He led led in carries 49 yards. 
Keandre comes in with eight eight touches, forty three yards. Uh, that's through the ground. Keandre caught a caught a pass, uh, and Braden caught four passes. So they were effective out of the backfield as well. Um, you know, is it is it the matchup, or is there something that we're still working on to try to get that consistency? Uh, you know, I think we're still working on. It. I mean, we we've got a couple couple of changes in the in the lineup in the old line. I think that we're still trying to get some consistency. Um, you know, obviously Braden taking more of a role um, this year in the run game. And then, you know, Keandre's had some time and they're, they're kind of sharing there a little bit. So I think it is, you know, we've we've got a little bit of a new scheme going in. Um, That's in for us that I, I think has been good. You could see a lot of positives. Actually, some more of our explosive runs came off of that. So, um, you know, I think it's one of those that's going to keep building and kind of kind of growing as the as the year goes with it. You know, probably not as many touches and in, in overall yards as, as we wanted. I know we slowed down there a little bit. Um, we had to pass a little bit more. I felt like in the in the second half there, we were playing a little bit of uh, back and forth, a little bit of catch up with a score or two. So, um, you know, we went away from it a little bit. So it, I think it kind of lowered our, our, our stats a little bit. But I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, actually, I'm actually pretty happy where we started out with it. We just got to be able to continue on. Yeah, and it's not the right terminology to say it's going to get easier because it's not going to get easier. But, um, you know, when you're facing week one, there's so much that goes into that, right? Week one and whether it's jitters, whether it's a new stadium, whether whatever it is, um, you like to see it as as everybody kind of gets their, their nerves about them. And and by, I'm sure, you know, a couple snaps in, everybody's, everybody's there then. Uh, but then Bowling Green's up next. And when you look at Bowling Green, what do you see that you're that the offense will be facing against Bowling Green this week? You know, I mean, we're we're going to see a team that's going to that's going to come in. I think they, you know, after losing the first game and 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 kind of where they're sitting with the last couple of seasons, I think they're I think they're going to come in with a little bit of desperation. So um, I think they, uh, just to be honest, they're going to circle us on the on the uh, um, schedule is one that they can come in and get and and. Uh, need to get and know they should know we should want to get so um you know i think they're they're going to come in and we got to be prepared for you know their their first push when we come out on the first play you know and 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 be able to weather the storm and and the excitement and all that kind of stuff going in for them um you know what we got to face with them you know defensively is is um you know they're they're going to try to create some chaos at times you know they're going to move some people around getting some different looks and different fronts and and uh try to bring some people from different places so we're gonna we're probably going to see a little bit more uh you know, blitzes and movements and, and shows and that kind of stuff than we honestly did the first week. So I, I think our goal is going to be is is being able to uh, pick that stuff up and decipher between all that. And, and um, you know, if I, if we can do that, I, I think we'll, we'll have a chance to have a pretty good day. I know coordinators have different, different philosophies on this, but uh, do you prefer it when teams blitz you or do you prefer it when they lay back? Oh man, that's really uh, <laughs> that's kind of a loaded one. I've kind of I've kind of had a little bit of both and gone both ways for me, but uh, yeah. you know, uh, sometimes usually usually when they blitz, to be honest, because you can you can catch them in some things and and you can get they can get out of gaps real quick, and I, a lot of times it can create more explosive plays for you. Explosive plays were not short uh, last week. Again, we talked about the receivers having six guys with four or more catches. Uh, of course, one of those was Dak. Uh, but then you had Jaden Higgins also had three catches. So you had guys spreading the ball around a lot. Um, Mitchell and Allen both had 30-plus yard catches. McCoy had a 20-yard catch. Uh, Jaden Smith had a 19-yard catch and a, a great touchdown there as well. Yeah. Uh, and Mo Edwards had, had a good game as well. So you guys, um, the depth is showing in week one, it seems like, already, especially in that pass-catching role. 
that is out there, um, you know, and, and that's got to be nice to be able to have multiple weapons, multiple guys that you trust, multiple guys that Parker trusts that can get the job done. And um, how does that help you in scheming for these teams, these games that you got coming up, uh, having that much talent to be able to throw out on the field? Well, yeah, I mean, it's in a couple different ways. I mean, you know, uh, first, just knowing that I can trust different people, you know, that I can throw them in, in different situations. I don't have to always worry about one guy and I have to move him around all over the place. It's just as we talked about, you know, with with Dak, you know, and and um, people trying to prepare for him and all that stuff. But, you know, now they have to worry about five. They have to worry about three. They have to worry about 16, you know. So how are you going to do that? How are you going to be able to double and triple 13 and, and also be able to only single cover those, those guys, you know? So, I mean, that that really helps us, you know, scheme-wise and plan for some things and, and, and really put some defenses in some predicaments as far as how they're going to be able to, to play us and cover us and cover those guys. And I think – that's also where it came in as much as they had planned for 13 uh, they couldn't just let those other guys go, you know, and, and, and I, I think that's the thing, but also, you know, I mean, you know how the season goes, somebody gets nicked up and somebody gets banged up a little bit, you know, now I have enough depth that I can, you know, I don't have to change, you know, drastically positions or pull somebody from somewhere. I can just bring the next guy in. That's the, that's behind them and, and, and not leave off where we were. Uh, first game of the season came with a little bit of a, of a, a hitch, I guess, uh, you had a new guy on the sideline in yeah. Coach McPeak there as well. And obviously Coach Wells was back home. Um, how long did it take to adjust to that? I know there, was, there probably wasn't a ton of stuff that changed, but I'm sure it was different not having Coach Wells there on the sideline with you guys. Yeah, it was different. You know, he's 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 always been there and and um, you know, and just it's just that routine and that kind of stuff. And 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 it's 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 slightly different, you know, right away the first day or two was, you know, I, we'd be lying if it, if it wasn't a little bit. So, but um, I also do think that um, I think you saw in the game, we didn't, I don't, I don't think we missed much of a beat. You know, I think the, the mentality that coach Wells brings forward as, as far as the team and not talking about what really happened. He always has a mentality of next guy up, you know, and you need to keep moving on to the next game and you got to do that. So, I mean, I think, between the coach, you know, Coach McPeak and the coaches and, and the players, you know, we kind of took that mentality that, that you know, we, we, we still got a job to do. He would want us to do that job. And, um, you know, we just kind of stepped forward and, and, and went and gave, gave our best effort on uh, on Saturday. I, I don't I didn't. I didn't really think as we got there, I didn't think we really missed much of a beat with that. Nothing against Coach Wells, but, you know, I just think that that mentality, that that's the reason we were able to do that because of the mentality that he's bred. And, and Coach McPeak it works with a lot of different facets in, in our program and with Coach Wells a lot and all that. So, you know, it was it was easy for him to be able to pick up on some stuff and, and, uh, and take off with it. Yeah, I don't think that's a knock on Coach Wells at all. I think it's actually a compliment to how he's built the staff and, mm -hmm. and built the program to a way it can run. Uh, obviously, you still want him there, but, but yeah, it, can run, it can run smoothly without him. Now, he's been a lot more active on social media here the last day or two, uh, commenting and things like that. Have you guys had a chance to chat with him uh, about the game this past week? Yeah, yeah, we've we've had a chance to to catch up a little bit, and and um, you know he, he he definitely was was able to give us some some thoughts and and that, and and uh, <laughs> he hasn't missed a beat as far as football and and uh, and and coaching us up too. So <laughs> sure. that. uh, that's great stuff. I, you know, I know again, I know it didn't go the way you wanted to go at the end of the day at Eastern Michigan, but I think it was overall a successful trip, and I know it's going to prepare the guys moving forward for what's ahead. Bowling Green this Saturday on the road before your first home game in week number three. 
And uh, we're excited about what this season holds, and I'm excited that it's on Saturday this week so I can actually watch it <laughs> versus listening yeah, to it randomly. <laughs> I got one guy talking in one ear and Greg talking in my other ear. It was, it was hard <laughs> to pay attention, but uh, good luck going forward. Good luck at uh, Bowling Green this week, and uh, excited to see this offense continue to uh, fly as it, again, 34 total points, 351 yards uh, uh, passing, excuse me, and just under 150 rushing this past week as well. And the offense is off to a good start. And a lot of that is because of Andy Richmond. Thanks, Coach. We sure appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate having you. Thanks. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mad Mushroom Pizza is now a proud sponsor of the Sports Stove Podcast. Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving EKU's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Colonel's amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them the sports stove sent you, and you'll get $5 off any order over $20. Or visit online, madmushroom.com, and when you order, enter the code SPORTS5, SPORTS5, and you'll get that $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom. Feed your head. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Mad Mushroom. Make sure you use that code SPORTS5 on your online order. Get that $5 off, $20 or more. Or just mention the podcast, Sports Stove, uh, when you go in and order. And you get that same discount as well. It's now time to check out our Pest of the Week. Our Pest of the Week is sponsored by IPM Pest and Termite Central Kentucky's Neighborhood Pest Professionals. Check them out at myipm.com if you live in the Richmond, Kentucky area. And uh, let them know the Sports Stove sent you if you end up using them to get rid of your pests. Well, the pest this week is Bowling Green. Bowling Green is also 0-1 coming into the week. They lost 45-17. to They traveled to UCLA to get some money out there and uh, hope it was worth it for them. Uh, quarterback. For Bowling Green is Matt McDonald uh, in his first game of the season, 125 yards on 17 completions, one touchdown. They really couldn't get things going on the ground. Johnson, 10 carries for 45 yards. Their next leading rusher was Mosley, three for 16. Uh, they had two re uh, pass catchers with more than three, uh, three or more completions. Sims had four for 33 and a touchdown. And uh, that's uh, Christian Sims, excuse me. And then uh, right behind him, three catches and 33 yards was C.J. Lewis uh, there as well. Defensively, uh, they did get two sacks uh, on the game. One of those came from, uh, let's see here, da Davon Ferguson. He's a cornerback. And then they had a half sack combined for a guy, Howell and Hare. Uh, one interception. In the game as well, DJ Taylor, the linebacker uh, from Belvedere, Tennessee, I was able to pick off uh, UCLA there in that game. So they had a really tough start to their season. Obviously, uh, when you look at the matchup against UCLA, you know that they're kind of going to be overmatched to some degree. 
Right now, uh, according to the Football Power Index, Bowling Green has a 78.4% chance of beating Eastern Kentucky. And if you ask me, I think EKU has an 82% chance to beat Bowling Green. That's my scientific research there for you as well. This game will be played in Bowling Green. It's a 4 o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Right now, the game time weather, according to AccuWeather, is 82 degrees and mostly sunny. So it should be a great day for football uh, there at Bowling Green. And uh, in this game against Bowling Green, the defense is going to have to step up and play big and get some turnovers, get some sacks, stop the run, all those kinds of things. And there's no one better to do to talk about that than Joseph Sales, uh, the leader in the defensive backfield at safety as well. So we're going to give you the interview with Joseph Sales uh, right now. We are joined now by EKU Safety, Joseph Sales. Uh, Joseph, thanks for being with us. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. One game in the books. Finally got a real real football game under the belt for the season. Uh, didn't okay. end the way you wanted it to end, but uh, how was it week one get, getting back into hitting other people other than your teammates? Oh, it's actually been good. You know, for like the last you know couple of weeks, I've been in a red jersey, obviously, due to my injury. But coming out the first game, I, I felt good. My knees, my both my knees, been healthy. Uh, it, you know, just playing football, it feels good to you know get head on head, be in a competition standpoint, and, and compete for our first win. Yeah, that game, opening game against Eastern Michigan. Um, what what did you see in that game that you liked out of the defense? Just the the fact that we didn't finish. We played all sixty minutes. We we we. Like we were, we're our brothers keepers, and we we fought to the finish. So I like that most about our defense, and and we we've been taught that the the best improvement in a football team is from week one to week two. So uh, I'm excited about what what we're gonna bring to Burling Green State this Saturday. Yeah, I mean the defense got uh, three sacks, one interception, one forced fumble, and recovery. Last year, you led the team, uh, tied for lead in interceptions for the team. Didn't get your first one. Uh, this season yet, but I'm guessing Bowling Green, we're going to see what three or four of them against Bowling Green. <laughs> I, I pray, I pray for three or four, but I, uh, you know, I try to play each play at, uh, as a life of its own. And as long as I do my technique and, and I do what I need to do, I feel like the, the, the interceptions will come with it. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, I know it's, you guys have done a great job. It's not a, it's not a me first mentality. It's the team, the team, the team. And uh, if you're in your spot and your teammates in his spot, somebody's going to come away with it when it's all said and done uh, there as well. You guys, you know, we've got some some new guys playing next to you, guys that you've also been around a little bit too. Um, you know, you you lost one of your running mates from uh, a couple of your running mates from last year there in the defensive backs uh, as well. But um, you know, the D line. Let's start with the D line. We're talking about the whole defense here, but the D line. Um, they were very active in this game, and I know that makes your job easier when they've got pressure getting up to the quarterback and stuff like that. So um, let's speak to each level of the defense and start with the defensive line, what you saw from this week that uh, that you're looking forward to seeing continuing through the season. With the D-line, I like I liked the violence. They're violent. They they know how to get after the linemen. They know how to get after the quarterback. And and as DBs and linebackers, linebackers it makes our job a lot more easier because if the quarterback doesn't have all day, then we don't need to stay in coverage all day. And the play can come quicker. The routes, the, the pass got to go quicker and all that stuff. So the, the violent, the violency of the, of the D line is a, is a key component to our defense. 
the linebacking crew is pretty versatile. Uh, guys that can drop back, guys that can rush, uh, stop the run, that kind of stuff. Matt and, and Eli both had uh, pretty solid games this week as well. Um, you got those guys right in front of you, kind of uh, uh, you know doing their role right in front of you. Those guys, again, a lot of experience, right, in that, that group, and it seems like that's carrying over from last season. Yes, sir. And then you guys, uh, John Blunt uh, led the team in tackles with seven. Nick was there with seven as well. Um, and then, of course, you had Hayes, Josh Hayes, that got the, the pick this week also. Uh, have you guys, I guess you, you missed a lot of time, spring especially, spring and summertime, because of the injury and stuff like that. So do you feel like you guys are communicating on all cylinders? Yes. Uh, even though, even though I was out, I was still in meeting rooms. I was, I was still, you know, at practices, all this stuff, you know, so obviously being a, a veteran on our defense and being here for, for so long, it, it's been easy for me to, you know, communicate different calls and, and bring new people, bring new uh, people in and all that stuff. So, you know, I feel like as we get deeper in the season, as our as our connection, as our brotherhood gets stronger and stronger, our, our DB, our back end should just, you know, should elevate to the next level. Yeah, um, we just talked with Coach Richmond, the offense coordinator, uh, and I was curious, you know, with Coach Wells not being there and it happened so fast where it was on Sunday and you guys played on Friday, um, did, did it feel like anything was off going into the game? Uh, it seems like everybody was – you know, picked up, picked up their, well, I don't know how you would say that, pulled themselves up by the bootstraps and, uh, and we're ready to go for this game. Right. Oh yeah. So, um, no, unfortunately with the, with the coach, uh, coach Wells situation, you know, he, he wasn't there to be there on, on Saturday against Eastern Michigan, but, uh, we have full faith in, uh, coach McPhee. We have full faith in, you know, and coach Johnson and coach Richmond to run the offense, run the defense. Um, and Coach Wells always talks to us, if, if he's not there, you know, we he's still, we, he's still got 10 other assistant coaches to, you know, run the game plan and all that stuff. So, you know, it it would have been better or it would have, you know, it's always good to have your head coach on the sideline. But, you know, right. Gary, Gary McPhee, he took he took full control. He led us and, you know, he 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 did as best as he can. And we just got to execute execute at the end of the game and, and come off with a win. Did you feel any added pressure as a veteran on this team uh, when Coach Wells went down and just the need to make sure that you stepped up your leadership role and and uh, maybe got more vocal than in the past, or did it kind of carry the same? Uh, it carried the same. You know, we got we got five, ten, not five, ten. We got at least fifteen people on our leadership council. You know, uh, so uh, Coach Wells he be talking to us, and as long as our as long as our 15 people, we we go and get our position groups and get them right and all that stuff, you know, everything should click on all cylinders. Let's talk about Bowling Green. They are the next team up for you guys. You're on the road for the second week in a row. Um, according to the Football Power Index, uh, Bowling Green has a 78.4% chance to beat you guys on Saturday. I said earlier in the episode, uh, I think EKU has an 82% chance to beat Bowling Green. Uh, that's my scientific backing. Um, what do you see from this team? You guys are studying the tape, getting ready for this team. Uh, so when you're looking across the line at the offense for Bowling Green, what are you seeing from them? Um, they're, they're, a, they're a heavy personnel team. They're, they're a running team. Uh, you know, they, they like the load. They like to keep everybody in their core and all that stuff, but um, they they give different looks. They get into empty. They get into twelve personnel. They get into eleven personnel. So um, I see that we should get the same or almost the same game plan as as they did last uh, as as Eastern Michigan gave us last week. So I feel like it'll be an easy transition. But as long as we get the looks right, we we make sure that 
you know, all all 11 guys are clicking on, on each uh, play, then I feel like it, we should execute and, and come up with a win. When you're watching video on Bowling Green, are you watching the UCLA tape? Are you watching tape from last season? Because uh, I, I just have a feeling that you're going to see it a little differently than what UCLA saw it, just considering what the score was against UCLA. Uh, so what are you guys studying when you're studying Bowling Green? Uh, recently, well, I've been looking at the UCLA tape. I like to look at the last game they just played because it, it, it shows up what's their what's their identity of this year. But, you know, they, they've had the same coaching staff for the last couple of years now, so a lot of the systematic uh, things have been the same. So as long as, you know, we, we may watch the last couple of games of, of last year and all that stuff, but, you know, they, they, they keep the same identity. You know, they like to run. They like to run what they like to run. We like to run what we like to run. So as long as uh, who runs it better and who executes better, it, it, that will happen to the game. What's the uh, the feeling going into Bowling Green this week? Uh, again, kind of tough loss last week. You stayed right there with them pretty much the entire game, and we're within a touchdown at the end of the game against Eastern Michigan. I know you guys want to get that first win under your belt for the season, um, but again, the people are doubting. Do you like that when people are doubting you? I like when people doubt us. You know, uh, our coach always nice to tell us uh, not to listen to good or bad influence. You know, a lot of people can, a lot of people would say, oh, you, you know, you guys had a good game. Y'all could have played, you know, other people may have their other feelings, but as long as uh, the people in our team and, and the people we're, we're around every day, we know what we got to do uh, every day to prepare to execute uh, in practice and in the game. So as long, as long as the people within our team, we know what we, what we have to do, then all the outside noise doesn't, doesn't really bother us. Yeah, and now you've kind of got a whole week under your belt without Coach Wells there. So uh, I would assume it starts to feel a little bit more normal, even though he's not there. Uh, and and when and if he comes back, it, it'll be normal again. But uh, I've been really impressed from just talking with folks how it seems like – I'll use the word seamless, but I understand that when you're losing your coach, that's something. But uh, it seems like everybody really has just – done their job and done what they're supposed to do, what they're expected to do. And, and uh, I know you guys are looking forward to the day that coach Wells can come back. Um, but until then, right. It's, it's, it's just keep on keeping on. Yes, sir. You know, um, like I said, coach Wells, he, he, he hones on, if he's not there, we, we, we got 10 other assistant coaches to, to complete the job, man. We, we have full on faith in our coaching staff and, and we're going to execute the game plan and, that's how that's the mentality we were going to go in with on Saturday. And it's got to help. I mean, that staff has been there pretty much uh, almost all of them. I think Dietzel's the only one that wasn't there the first year of uh, of Coach Wells's tenure there at EKU. So every and he's been there two years already, too. This is his third season. So uh, they've all been there for a little while. That's got to help that carryover, especially when you got so many veterans on the team. Uh, like yourself, Dak, who's been there, it seems like, forever. Uh, had him a big game this weekend. Parker's been there a while now, too. So I'm sure that continuity surely helps in, in this situation, right? Yes, sir. Joseph Sales, he uh, recorded three tackles, I believe, officially uh, in the game last week. Uh, he is uh, guaranteeing 10 interceptions. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> looking forward to the game ahead at Bowling Green. Uh, Joseph, I don't think I've had you on since we've added uh, Mad Mushroom as a sponsor. So we've asked our guests – if you're ordering a pizza, what is your go-to toppings? What do you got to have on a pizza? My go-to, my my favorite pizza is, is a supreme pizza. Okay, yeah, I get a little bit of meat, a little bit of veggies on there too, uh, all the way around. Good stuff, good stuff. Yes, sir. Uh, Joseph, I, again, I know the game didn't end the way you wanted it to go, but uh, good good job this past weekend. Good luck 
this coming weekend against Bowling Green. We know the interceptions will come eventually, and uh, we appreciate your your effort out there on the field and your leadership there as well. So good luck moving forward, and thank you so much for coming on and spending some time with us today. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's M-Y-I-P-M dot com. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company servicing Madison County and all of Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today, 859-489-5179 to get a free quote. That's 859-489-5179. We can handle your all-around exterior needs at All Around Roofing. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. We are getting ever so closer to the home uh, opener for EKU this season against Charleston Southern Saturday, the 17th of September a 6 p.m. kickoff, and again, want to remind you about the Sports Stove Tailgate Show. It'll be at noon at Mad Mushroom Pizza on Saturday, the 17th, and Mad Mushroom is located just across the street from the EKU campus. Come on over, get some lunch. We're going to get discounted pizza uh, during the show, and we're going to have some great guests next, next week. On this show, we'll announce who those guests are going to be and excited about what's ahead uh, there as well. The Sports Stove Tailgate Show is the official EKU uh, pregame show of the people. So we're here for you. Got to give it to you. We're going to get you some pizza. We're going to get you great guests. uh, And, of course, as always, great content as well to get you ready for the Charleston Southern game and your tailgate. If you're going to tailgate for the Charleston Southern game, come over for lunch to Mad Mushroom Pizza. Hang out. Uh, We need some fans to show up. We're going to get you on the air, get you some, uh, get your predictions for how the game's going to go and try to get some giveaways and different things like that as well. So we want you to be a part of that. The uh, Sports Stove Tailgate Show uh, live at noon, Saturday, September the 17th at Mad Mushroom Pizza, right across the street from the EKU campus. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Sports Stove Local Hour. Continued uh, prayers and thoughts with Coach Wells and uh, hoping that he has full recovery and getting back to normal. And good luck to the guys this weekend at Bowling Green, as well as all the other athletes out there competing. Congratulations to the girls volleyball, by the way. Since uh, Coach Bazzani came on the show, they haven't lost. Um, so, I mean, I'm not trying to say anything exactly, but uh, nonetheless, we appreciate uh, all that uh, the help that we get from EKU. Thank you, Rickson, for helping us get these interviews lined up as well. And uh, looking forward to what's ahead this weekend, Saturday against Bowling Green. It's going to be a fun game as well. Make plans to be with us uh, a week from Saturday at Mad Mushroom Pizza at noon. Thank you to our sponsors all around roofing, IPM Pest and Termite, and Mad Mushroom as well. And thank you for paying attention to this episode today. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sports Stove for more information. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.
McKinney looks, sets to the pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.